Hello, and welcome to the show, everyone, A Balanced Life for You, where you design the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Rhonda Cimarelli. I'm a certified transformational coach, helping mompreneurs balance that juggling act. Now, today, I have a really special guest. Her name is Sin Harvey from Phoenix, Arizona. Sin is a lifelong artist with a BFA in fine arts. She spent many years utilizing the process of creating and a in a personally therapeutic context for her own growth and development. She raised four daughters to adulthood and participated in raising her nephew from the age of 11. Family has always been a priority for her when given the choice. She was inspired to combine two worlds of holistic healthcare and fine arts to share the powerful benefits with others. Her goal is to help others elevate their own quality of life. Sin, are you with us today? I am. Hi, Rhonda. Thank you. Thank you, and welcome to the show. You have such a unique background. I would love for you to share um, a little bit about your story and that journey with my listeners, if you would. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, you know, as you mentioned, I've been a lifelong artist. I spent many of my younger years working in the holistic health field and learning all about different healing arts and different philosophies and spirituality and um, just really kind of collected a lot of things along the way. And at some point, I really got this, um, felt this drive or calling to kind of merge those two worlds. I felt like they were both powerful and, and I would vacillate back and forth between them. Like I would be working in one and then I would concentrate on the other and then, you know, just back and forth. And really wanted to just marry them together and find a way to use them together. Um, so I started, you know, looking into things and just kind of opening myself up to, you know, basically universal help. Just, just you know, help me figure this out. And it, it took a while that I finally had a very powerful experience with a hypnotist and just realized instantaneously that's it. That's it. That's the that's the component. That's how I can I can do this together. And so then I, you know, started the process of getting education and certification and just um, learning about, you know, what to do, how to do it, and and acquiring more tools in order to to do that. And so I kind of consider myself an experiential teacher. And um, one of the ways that I do this is with what I call painting meditation. And this particular exercise combines the process of creating and hypnosis. And it uses the ancient technology of symbolism to you know, overcome obstacles, to kind of work on mental, emotional blocks. And, and um, just what we do during the exercise is create a really powerful moment where you get to experience that just really amazing version of yourself. And then... And then you have the opportunity to start unraveling and removing mental and emotional blocks and, and just creating uh, different, uh, you know, potentials, just possibilities, just start understanding new and different possibilities for, for yourself. Wow. So that's it. That sounds, that sounds fascinating. So painting meditation that will allow someone to unravel and remove emotional blocks. Is that correct? Yeah, and and I think the what for me the most powerful component of that is that you're working on, um, you know, blocks or 
ideas or beliefs or thoughts that you don't actually realize are blocked. So uh, you, you subconscious. haven't made that conscious connection yet that this is what's stopping me. And you just, you know what I mean? So you have all the superficial stuff that you're like, oh, I have this personality trait. I understand this is inhibiting me. But we go a little mm. bit deeper and we start pulling up stuff that you don't understand about and you get to connect those dots. And that's, that's what creates this powerful experience. That is, sounds very powerful, and I um, completely understand what you're talking about in that sense that when I work with my mompreneurs uh, to balance things out, we work on a lot of those uh, hidden obstacles, those unconscious, subconscious habits that we don't even realize that we have. Yeah. Um, so that, that's a very powerful. I know we all have stuff that we have brought forward in adulthood through um, things that we've observed and heard mm-hmm. and experienced. And what a beautiful way to bring this out through painting. I think I'm going to come see you. (laughs) (laughs) You should. You should. It is great. (laughs) I'd love to to have you. Well, I'm going to, when I pop out on the West Coast, we're going to, or the West Side of the country there, we're going to have to hook up with that because I just, I've always loved the idea of painting. I I think painting is very therapeutic as it is and coloring and being artistic and it's not my forte yet. I like to still color in a coloring book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that makes... it, 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 yeah, it, I, that makes perfect sense because I, at some point I realized that the value for me was, you know, in creating was actually the process I went through. And I got to a point where I finally, you know, like the end product was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I did that. That's, that's, that's kind of cool. But I'd already gone I... through all the value of it. And, <laughs> you know, it just, it, it is amazing. It, it just takes you, it transports you to a different place. You use a different part of your brain and you just, you know, it, it facilitates the ability to really get in that meditative state and kind of have that single-minded oh. focus without trying. Without trying. That's what I think is really important. You're not really trying because I think some people look at it as, I don't know how to meditate. Um, I can't get my mind quiet. I just got yeah. phone with someone a little while ago who said that exact thing to me. I just have a hard time making my mind get quiet. So this, this sounds be- perfect, perfect. So, um, do you have a, a business that you are currently doing with this combination and using painting meditation? I do. And um, I, I do workshops um, and uh, in different venues, uh, kind of get together with with um, groups and offer workshops for them. Um, I also, you know, I take, in addition to doing these group facilitated workshops and, and painting meditations, I also do one-on-one. I do one-on-one straight hypnosis. I do one-on-one, you know, with the painting meditation. Some people, have, you know, the thought of hypnosis is really intimidating mm-hmm. because they're not understanding it. They're seeing it in this traditional context of that, you know, kind of entertainment value where you're up on the stage cooking like chicken. And there's right. really so much more to it that is so powerful that is not that entertainment value. And, and you know, I, the reason I call it painting meditation is because it feels more like a uh, guided meditation. And, yeah. and, you know, for me, that's a lot less intimidating. It's very similar. Uh, you know, it's a little tweak on on the words that you use, the process, the, the experience that you have is very similar. And so, um, so in addition to the group, you know, one-on-one sometimes is very beneficial for someone that just 
that has that real strong connection and they can't get their mind around, you know, what hypnosis, what the experience is right. going to be like. So we can utilize well, and, that. Right. And as you said, you know, you're kind of doing it not realizing you're doing it. Right. That's right. probably key for a lot of people. Well, when it comes to... And I, and I use the, a lot of different tools. So sometimes it's just a matter of coaching or just a matter of getting a different perspective or having an objective viewpoint. As you know, you know, as a coach, yes. you, you pull in a lot of tools. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, we yeah we have to have a toolbox and kind of uh, use what seems appropriate at that particular moment with the person or people we are in front of. Right. Um, you know, Sin, one of the things that my listeners always like to hear about as well, because they're they're women, they're either currently running their own business or they're dreaming about creating a business. And um, I, I appreciate hearing your story, how you wanted to marry two two worlds together that you were very passionate about. When in in terms of you know being that uh, businesswoman, it's a different mindset showing up for yourself for work on a daily basis and weekly basis, as opposed to um, you know dropping in and being employees. It's a little bit different mind shift there. Um, so for you, what is it that drives you to get up and do what you have to do to make your business successful? Um, one of the things that drives me is that I really and and I feel like this has changed as I've gotten older but I really love being of service and for me there's this there's this um, experience of, of catharsis in supporting someone else in their journey that's that's just still so um, I don't gracious I guess and, and so that I just um, I just, I love it. I, you know, I, I get done with the session and I feel like I've been worked on, <laughs> I, you know, I, it, with someone else. I, I feel really, really relaxed. And it could be that, you know, you know, that expression about we teach what we need to learn or we, you mm. know, the messages that come in are ones that we need to hear. And so I'm going through this process at the same time as I'm sharing it and, and you know, supporting and, and lifting somebody else up. And so... You know, just seeing those reflections and kind of having those opportunities to get outside of myself, I love that. I really, really love that. And so in those moments where I just, I, you know, there's things that I don't want to do. <laughs> I don't want to work on marketing or I don't want to, you know, do this or that. I just, I remind myself, you know, in order to get back to that experience, these are things that I've got to, I've got to do. I've got to check these off my to-do list so that I can you know, be able to do that again so I can have an interaction with another client so I can, mm. you know, do another group session. Um, that's kind of what drives me. Well, that's a beautiful thing. And and I hear you also talking about it's, it's a matter of um, finding what's important to you mm-hmm. and continuing to have that um, focus and follow through. Would you say those are two key elements for you as well? Because that's yeah. what I'm kind of hearing. <laughs> Yeah, follow through is really important, and just being willing to do, you know, to to take yeah to take things to completion. And and for me, part of that is reminding myself what's on the other side. And so if I do this thing, if I finish this, you know, to do list, <laughs> if I you know do this particular set of you know uh, activities that aren't as fun for me, then I get to do the thing that I really enjoy. And that's kind of my carrot that I wave to get them uh-huh. to stay consistent and to have that fall through. 
I like that. The carrot on the other end of the stick. Yes, we all need to have the carrot. We all need to have a little goodie <laughs> and gift. Well, speaking of which, um, I know that uh, during our other conversations that we've had before, you are, and I mentioned this before, you're, you're a mom, and I know that um, your daughters are grown now, correct? They are, yes. They are. Well, looking back to a younger time, if you want to, um, when you were working uh, your jobs and businesses, you had your children among, un, under your feet, <laughs> as sometimes we call them. Um, right. what, was, what was some family time? What did quality time look like for you and your girls? You know, it was very, it was varied, and it was very diverse, and it was very day-to-day, um, mm-hmm. only because sometimes when you're running your own business, you don't, you know, it's it's harder to have that, you know, to have that, even, even though I would do my best to create a really rigid structure because that was very, very helpful, there's just, you know, things that pop up that, Mm-hmm. when you're responsible for everything at, versus going to business and clucking in and then just being there and being there for so many hours and then you're done and you clock out, you go home. Um, the the difference in the dynamic is that things come up and so sometimes you have to go to work, you know, after dinner or mm-hmm. during dinner time or just, you know, it, it it's just it's kind of all over the place. And so grabbing those moments to just do something fun when you have mm. the time and you know you have the time and 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 create that ability to be really there when you're there you're there and you're present mm-hmm. and so right. you know sometimes family time looked like just a you know spontaneous family musical and you know dancing around the house and doing things or cooking dinner together or yeah. you know a movie we we did you know we would we would have movie night and we would mix it up and, you know, have like tacos one time or, you know, just do other fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had horses growing up and that was probably pretty helpful for me because the kids were really into doing the horses and so, um, and everything that it took to take care of them. Mm-hmm. So, well, quality time is, can definitely be a challenge and what um, I'm hearing is, uh, spontaneity is also good. It doesn't always have to be scheduled. It can just sometimes right. be very spontaneous. So how how wonderful. Um, I'm wondering, as a businesswoman and a mom, and you've been, had a, different businesses throughout the years, have you can you pinpoint any particular time in your life that you had a very difficult challenge that you've had to face, whether it was you know physical, mental, emotional, and if so, um, how did you get through it? Um, you know, I think the biggest challenge, and this was a reoccurring challenge, uh, which felt like it was, you know, versus one particular thing that I overcame, mm-hmm. it because it was reoccurring, that felt big to me because you're like, I already dealt with this. <laughs> Why is it here again? Um, mm-hmm. And that was just having, like, these moments of guilt that would come up because I, I, there, there were times where I really, you know, both my business and family were holding equal weight of importance. And so I would feel guilty about putting work first sometimes. And then I would feel guilty about putting family first because it, then that would require me to neglect the, you know, whatever particular priority was going on with work. But I would have to just make those momentary choices about what I was going to move up, you know, what I was going to put first. 
Mm-hmm. And so, so how, how would you say that you're able to really move past those incredible reoccurring feelings of guilt? So what helped me the most was community, um, having, mm-hmm. having uh, relationships with, you know, first of all, having a community and support system was so mm-hmm. important, so, so important. And sometimes that was family, sometimes it was my husband, sometimes it was my, you know, my, my sister, sometimes it, were, it was friends or other colleagues or other, you know, co-fellow um, uh, artists. And just having somewhere that you can go to, to talk through this or to, to work on it and just say, you know what? Here it is again. It's coming up for me again. And just having somebody to kind of help you remember mm-hmm. that's not, you know, it's a choice. It's a choice and that's something that you you just need to work through. You just need to move through it, work through it, and, you know, um, know that you're doing your best. And that's really, really important is to really keep reminding yourself and get to a point where you truly understand, I'm doing my best. Right, not not just say it, but actually be able to feel it. And so often that requires having a conversation with someone else or having a coach, and you know, another coach or having a mentor or having somebody that you can go to that just helps you get right. pushed through that. Exactly. You, you know, it's, I can't agree with you more. If you get through some difficult challenges, no matter what they are, whether it's a one-time or reoccurring, um, to have a strong support system, someone who can listen and really re- really mirror what's going on to help you reflect what you're seeing, what you're saying, so that you can help move yourself through it. And um, you've mentioned many different great sources. And, of course, I particularly love the source of uh, friends, family, and coaches. Coaches are great yeah. because they don't, they don't judge. <laughs> they help you move from where you are today to where you want to be, and they're not so concerned about um, really what's happened in the past. It's good to yeah. address it, and let's move forward. Um, I'm going to guess, then, as you were going through these reoccurring challenges and moments with your support system, were, were there any times that you doubted that you could succeed with these businesses that you were up and running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so depending <laughs> on which business or which stage of growth it, uh, it might be in, sometimes it's like several times a day. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I, thank you for being honest. I, and I, I truly believe that part of the show is really about being transparent and showing everybody that um, you know, we're, we're moms, we're businesswomen, we have challenges, and it's not always a bed of roses. It is, it is a challenge, and it is to stay focused and have follow-through. And as you said, have those support systems. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, we're all here together, and we want to learn from each other. Um, as, a mom, as a mompreneur, and, you, and I can tell that you have um, come so far from where you began, uh, raising your children and your nephew and working these different businesses, um, do you have any tips for our listeners, our mompreneurs, on how to maintain or create that balance with your business and your self-care and your children? Yeah, I think so. I think the biggest tip that I, you know, the biggest experience that I've had that I learned from is to just be present wherever you are, whether you're at work or you're at home or you're taking care of yourself. Um, 
just do your best to set up a system that allows you to be present where you're at. And because mm. if you're thinking about work when you're with your kids, you're not really present. And then neither one's getting accomplished. And when you're thinking about your kids at work or, or family at work, um, then you're, again, you're not present. You're, you're you know, so and neither one is getting your full attention. Exactly. And, um, so one of the little things that I would do to relieve myself of just my mind, you know, wandering back over there and, okay, I can't forget this, I can't forget this. I would set alarms on my phone for everything. I mean, I would. I still do. I set alarms mm-hmm. on my phone for everything, um, even picking the kids up from school or practice. I would put an alarm on there, and then I wouldn't have to worry about getting completely engrossed in something and accidentally forgetting. And I could, so I could let it go because I could just trust, them. you know, my alarm's going to go off. It will remind me, you know, an hour before I have to leave. And then sometimes I would set it an hour before I said leave and then 15 minutes before I said leave because I remember and then I'd have to finish up what I was doing and, you know, get engrossed to what I was doing. And I'd need another little, okay, no, really, you need to leave now. Right. I'm serious. Did you hear me yet? Yeah, yeah exactly. And then another one is probably just checking in very frequently and constantly adjusting your priorities. Um, for your tasks or for whatever you've got going on, whatever family stuff you've got going on versus work stuff and, you know, vice versa. Just, you know, having that flexibility to just constantly check in and go, okay, this this doesn't work for me anymore. Let me just tweak it. Let me tweak it for this week or this day. But just checking in a lot because that, you know, that allows you to... Mm-hmm. Those are two amazing tips. So I heard be present, do your best. Uh, don't be shy of setting alarms for reminders, even <laughs> yeah. if they are multiple reminders for the same task. It seem silly. <laughs> um, I, I really liked how you put that um, because you can set it and really just let it go. That's one less thing that you have to be consciously aware of. And um, that makes a lot of sense, especially to help us stay present in that moment of where we are that I think that's a really great tip and to check in with your priorities because they're going to change from time to time. That's a very smart, that's a very, very smart tip. Thank you. I, um, I do feel bad. I did forget to ask you a question. I think it's really just as important as anything else when it comes to mompreneurs. Um, since when you're off, how, how do you spend your downtime? What do you do to treat sin nicely? How do you pamper yourself? You know, I um, I switch gears. That's what I do, and and so I I'm very tactile and very kinesthetic. So mm-hmm. sometimes relaxing for me is just switching gears and doing something different. Mm. Um, so and it could even be a work thing that is a different type of creative or a different, um, you know, even the same task but in a different context, sometimes that, it just kind of relieves the, you know, it's kind of a deep question. Would you say it relieves that mundane challenge that we're having, this mundane work? Yeah. I can can totally relate to that because oftentimes I find myself on a task or doing two different projects in the same day and I'm in my office a lot, a little bit more than maybe I would like to. And in between um, calls or interviews or whatever it is that I'm doing, I do the same thing. 
And my favorite thing to do is just literally step outside, get some fresh air, walk around on my deck, um, go in the grass, play with the dogs. But like you said, it doesn't have to be a lot all the time. It doesn't have to be this. No. um, It could be like two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And it it really keeps you fresh. It does. And I and I feel like I actually I personally I don't know if this is a general thing. I feel like it is, but I kind of recharge when I'm physically moving without agenda. So it could literally mm. be deciding to go check something off my to do list, which is go to the grocery store and then mm-hmm. just look you know, kind of luxuriating by giving myself an extra ten minutes to meander around the grocery store kind of <laughs> actually doing nothing but, you know, getting like just looking at ideas for dinner or something or or just I don't know, just literally meandering around. Um <laughs> movement solves a lot of yeah. things for me. It's relaxing, it helps me problem solve, it feels meditating sometimes. I feel like it grounds me. I feel accomplished when I'm getting something done, which is also relaxing. And mm-hmm. I also like people watching. And I think it's the movement thing again, just watching like sitting down out, like you said, going outside and sitting down. If you have a chance, if you're in an environment where there are still people doing things, like at, like if you're mm-hmm. in an office and you walk outside and sit down, or you're just watching people walking around on the street, that's kind of relaxing for me. <laughs> so, and well, and I like how you classified yourself as I believe it was kinesthetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for those listeners, I know what that is, but for anybody listening who goes, "What does that mean?" Can you kind of give a definition or an explanation really quick? Um, well, kinesthetic has to do with movement, um, and I believe there's there's kind of a proper medical thing for it. It has to do with the way that your specific body is aligned and moves. Mm. And so, if mm-hmm. you go to like you know somebody that does kinesiology, they take a look at how your joints move and how they move naturally, not like how they're supposed to move, because everybody's a little bit different. I'm mm. using it in the context of just kind of um, movement, um, right? as as you know not medically but just as movement in general movement in general yeah and i hear you and i heard what you were saying it's really kind of movement move yourself into a different task or a different environment whether it be just a different room or a different project it is simply the state of moving is that right right yeah yeah I totally get that. Well, gosh, you know what, Sin? I feel like we have, I don't want to keep you. I don't want to extend your time. But I do want to ask you as we wrap things up, do you, I don't know if you have one or not, and it's really okay. Uh, do you have a favorite quote that you like to use throughout your day, week, or month? I do. And I um, sometimes will post this on my Facebook more for myself than anybody else, mm-hmm. but just so that I can <laughs> see it there. And I, and I, I, Researched it a little bit because somebody told me that my uh, source of who made the quote might be a little bit different. I, I have Anais Nin, who, who I really love. Um, and it, he may have been quoting somebody else, but I guess that's less relevant than the actual quote. And it is, we don't see things as we are. I mean, we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. Mm, yes, and that's a really good reminder for me to um, just remember we're all like in our you know in our own little worlds that is our heads and you know what I mean and 
in our little bubble. <laughs> I like that. We're just all in our own little world. So, you know, when our <laughs> bubbles bounce off of each other, that's why. <laughs> um, yeah. And you know what? That, I could seriously go off on a whole nother show on that when we see the world, not as it is, but at, really as we, as we are. Yeah, um, and that, so, however we're showing up in any given moment, which is different yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to do, that's a whole other segment. I think we'll do that next spring because that's, just, that's incredibly powerful. Well, so as we wrap up, and this, uh, you know, I know there's going to be guests listening who would like more information, particularly about the worlds that you have combined. Um, and I'd just like to refer to it, if it's okay, for your, I just love painting meditation. It just, it just flows. <laughs> and if they wanted to find you or find more information, of course, some of this will be posted on um, your episode on the website. But for right now, um, how, what would they do to jot some information down to find you? So I have um, a website that's, just, that's called Sin Hip, Hypno Art. That's one way. Um, I can also just be contacted through email, which would be sin at sinharpy.com. Fantastic. Um, yeah, that's two easy ways. Well, well, again, I want to thank you so much for your time and sharing your expertise and your journey with my listeners. Um, I do hope that at some point we can connect again. I think we can pick up this other topic. Um, again, everyone, thank you for listening to the show today. It's a balanced life for you where you can design the life of your dreams. I'm Rhonda Cimarelli, and we had our guest today, Sin Harvey. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you rate this podcast as a five-star rating, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>